Welcome to the BullCode.com's podcast. I am your host, Marcus Jose, true American Bully enthusiast. And today, we're going to be going over American Bully, the second year. We're going to start off today's podcast by reading an article I wrote. And then after the article, I'll go ahead and start adding some commentary to that. Take a look, good long look, guys. That's right. Bane was born June 2013. I got him in September that year and didn't win anything till October 2014. By the second year, you guys will have a sense of understanding what you need to do to achieve a champion title. At this point, I had talked to every single judge I could, asking them what I could improve on. Some were nice and told me what I needed to do, and a few basically told me I didn't have a chance. I still can't believe what I know now compared to back then, but if I could, I wouldn't change a thing. I have come a long way in the past five years, and although I have looked back and reflect on my past endeavors, forward thinking is why I am where I am now. This entry is all about my experiences in my second year and how you can better be prepared for this leg of your journey. Now, obviously by this point, you can deduce that Bane was less than an exemplary American bully, which is the reason soon after attaining his championship title, we retired him. I learned more in my second year than any other, and I firmly believe that you learn more from your losses than your wins, and that I count my blessings now because of it. The first time we were able to win a blue ribbon in the ring, I was happier about that than any of my wins after. By year two, you won't exactly know what you're doing, you'll just know the basics. Stack, gate, up and back, and although you know them, you won't know them particularly well. It isn't until you get in there, you will you refine your handling skills and understanding of the sport. Getting into American Bullies taught me a couple things. But the biggest lesson was how to be resilient. Being as competitive as I am, I really never felt the feeling of losing repeatedly. So in the beginning, you may have to find small wins, like how well your dog showed. Or maybe you got to see the top dog in the world that day. Optimism must become a part of you. Also, if you're pessimistic, you probably won't be in this game too much longer. Lastly, you'll learn how to train your dog. Take it from me. When I'm at the shows now and I see dogs pulling their owners and snapping other dogs, it's the only time I look down on the owner. The American Bully by nature is a less driven, less dog aggressive breed. So when I see an American Bully act like that, I know the owner has done zero work with the dog and invested no time. You'll get no respect from me. If I see an untrained dog, it's because the one thing you can control, you can't. You can't control the genetics of an American Bully. You can't change his height or, or weight or color, or bite, or structure, but you can change their impulses. Take the time to train your dog. Go online and do some research on how to teach your dog basics obedient commands. You will at least get complimented on how well your dog acts, which for a while is all I had, and you will develop a deeper bond built on respect. I don't expect every person reading this to experience the same things I did in my second year. Maybe you got lucky and purchased a dog and could win shows easily and didn't have to go through all the struggles I did. If that's the case, I can be certain that you'll still have to learn how to train your dog and learn how to show your dog. You may even still be learning because you got a little spoiled in the beginning. I paid my dues up front, which is why I have the outlook I do now. It doesn't make me better nor worse, just molded differently. I hope it helps you shed some light on your situation, what you can expect on your second year. Or maybe even third year if you, ha- if you didn't start showing till year two. P.S. If you know your points and milestones, you'll see that the picture I have in the article doesn't have 
um, his last win. Just wanted to add that in there. If you guys take a look at it. So it was fall 2015, and Bane needed 20 points in one major for his champion title. The show was called the Bakersfield Lights Out Bully Show, or Bully Fest. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was in Bakersfield, California. And the show started, I believe, at like 3 or 4 o'clock, and it would go to about 11, 12, maybe even 1 o'clock. I wasn't too sure. I'm not too sure now. But long story short, first show comes up and goes. Bane and I show. We get, I believe we get second place. Um, in that show, uh, we wait a couple, I think we wait a couple hours until, not hours, probably like an hour or two until we can show again. And we end up finally champing out. We finally end up getting a major within the second show. And, you know, we finally achieved the champion title, something we'd been chasing for, let's see, 2013, 2015, about two years now, a little over two years now. When Bane finally champed out, it was so exhilarating because we had attained something we set our mind to, or at least I set my mind to. It's probably the first time in my life that I've ever achieved something two years after I set the goal. Because up to that point, you know, what is that, uh, almost six, seven years ago now, um, when I started, when I made the the goal, you know, I was young. I didn't really know, understand the, what it felt like to achieve a long-term goal. Anyways, we ended up champing out at about 8 o'clock, or 9 o'clock on a Saturday night in Bakersfield. We had one more show left, and my wa- I told my wife, we should go home. It's late. <laughs> uh, she goes, well, no, we paid for it. We should just show. And we were on a 1 cloud 9, so we showed, right? We ended up taking like second place on the best of the winners or something or other. Can't really remember what it was. All I know is by the time we showed the second time, it was already like 1 a.m. And by the time we got done, we loaded everything up. It was about 1.30, almost 2 a.m. Now keep in mind, Bakersfield from Sacramento is about four, four or five hours I don't, I can't, I, you know, depending on how you drive or how fast you drive. So I start the trek home first. I drive about two hours. We get to, I don't know, maybe about Fresno before I start falling asleep. It's about 3.30 in the morning, almost 4 o'clock in the morning now. Actually, I take that back. I drive all the way to Madeira to where we're about an hour and a half away from home. And I start falling asleep. Anyways, I told my wife. She woke up. She she started to drive home, and you know I I feel bad when my wifey drives because I'm you know I feel like I'm the man and I should be the one that's that's doing the haul. So she's driving. I'm fading in and out of consciousness, sleeping. You know, staying up to try to keep her occupied while driving. We finally get home. It's about 6, 6, 6.30 in the morning. The sun's coming up. Keep in mind, we had drove, we had started the trek from Sacramento to Bakersfield 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. the day before. 
So essentially, in order for our dog to finally achieve a champion title, we pulled a 24-hour haul, went there, showed, achieved the title, came home, and was up for a full 24 hours. And by the time I got, we got home, we were still on cloud nine, but we were tired. And there was no sleeping for me because even though we show dogs, we have kids and they deserve all the time that my dogs get as well. But we were dedicated and we're dedicated to this now. That's why I want to share so much with all of you listening. It's because I love what I do and I want to help those who want to listen Sometimes when I'm online, things do get me tilted. People who disrespect the breed, people who disrespect their dogs by breeding certain dogs together, and then people who disrespect each other. And I think that it's the wrong way to be. I really do. I think that people need to try a little harder to understand where somebody else's opinion is coming from. And I try my best to, actually, I, when I'm on social media and somebody, ha- I have a disagreement, you know, I, I basically tell somebody I hear them out, you know, they're probably not going to change my mind because of the way I am, but I hear them out and understand where they're coming from. So many people love to go back and forth on Facebook. I don't know why or how people even find that much time to do that. Really, I, I don't know why. Maybe they don't have any time or anything else better to do at the moment rather than troll on somebody else or try to make somebody else feel bad or try to make somebody else think that they know more than the other person. And if that's the case, I, I don't want to hear you anyway. right? I think that I, although I have my opinions, don't feel like people should think exactly the way I should. If I'm opinionated about it, I'm opinionated about it. But I'm not going over to your post and calling you out on it either, right? I make these blogs, I make the vlogs, I make the podcasts, I make the articles so I can have an outlet to, I guess, Publish my frustrations, publish my my thinking, and I don't know. Possibly some people think like me, and maybe some people don't. And like if I can, if I can change some minds in the process, I think that's worth it. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed that little look into our trek for our achieving grand champion, or not, sorry, sorry, I keep saying grand champion, that's where my head's at now, uh, for achieving our first champion title in the ring back in 2015. You guys have a good day, talk to you soon, and take, make, a, make sure you guys subscribe, thank you very much, and see you soon.